Hey HBs, you're listening to Heaving Bosoms, the podcast where two friends talk about romance novels to stay connected in real life as well. Let's start out with a Patreon shout out. Misty HL, you are a joint snake, a legendary creature from the southern United States that can break itself or be cut into teeny tiny pieces and magically reassemble like nothing happened. One account says that if the joint snake is cut with a knife, it will make the knife into a new piece of itself, making it even stronger than before it was cut. Seriously, do not fuck with the snake. She'll use whatever comes at her to come back even stronger. Resilience is her superpower. Thanks to all of our new and increasing patrons, we're doing incredibly well with our Patreon fundraiser. We're up to over $800, you guys. I'll keep you posted with the hard update next week. And if you want to become a patron, now is the time. We're doubling all new and increased pledges and donating them to the Yellowhammer Fund so that we can help our sisters in the South get medical care. At the bottom level, you get all the bonus content, and I have a little spoiler for you. This week, it's part one of the Lifetime Movie Psycho Stripper, so get excited. We love our patrons. In addition to our fabulous patrons, this episode is brought to you by Heart and Hand by Rebel Carter. As the daughter of a wealthy union officer and a freed woman, Julie Baptiste is used to the glitter and privilege that comes with being one of New York society's upper 400. But Julie wants more than the nonstop engagements and niceties dictated by high society. So she decides to do something bold and answers an advertisement for a mail-order bride and town teacher in Gold Sky, Montana. Ex-Union soldiers Forrest Wicks and William Barnes have been inseparable since the war. They share everything, including the idea to find a mail-order bride who's willing to marry them both and provide the isolated town with a much-needed teacher. When Julie arrives in Montana, the three of them must figure out how to navigate the boundaries of their new lives, their new love, and their boundless future. Talia Hibbert, author of A Girl Like Her and Mating the Huntress and Podcast Fave, says Rebel Carter writes with wit, elegance, and longing. Her love stories exist in a world of its own. It's one I never want to leave. And one reviewer said of this book, it's a fantastic combination of menage, female friendship, empowered ladies, sass, and sexy times. A delight from beginning to end. I can personally attest this is true. I've been able to read the book. And I can also tell you that if you like both cinnamon rolls and very taciturn heroes, this book has both of those things for you. So get in and swim around. We're going to post the buy links in the episode notes. So get stoked. All right. We have a super special treat for you today. I'm so excited. I realized that Erin and I wouldn't be able to do much recording during my whirlwind trip to Alaska for her wedding weekend, so Jen Reads Romance graciously agreed to do a novella with me. All right, here we go with Cinnamon Blade, Knife in Shining Armor by Shira Glassman. (laughs) Hey! 
Hi, Melody. How are you? I'm wonderful. I'm so excited for this. I am too. So I'm going to tell all the HBs like my story. So I met Aaron in real life at KissCon. Mm -hmm. And then I realized I'm going to meet you at real life at RWA. Yeah. And then my immediate feeling was one of guilt because you guys haven't actually seen each other in like 10 years, right? (laughs) It's been a long time. And I was like, that's terrible that somehow I'm going to see them each before they see each other again. And I feel like you guys need to like, I don't know, be in the same place somewhere. Well, actually, we're we're going to be this month. Ooh, exciting. Because so of Aaron's us. wedding. Oh, that's right. Yeah. That's right. You want to know what I found out today? Tell me. The lady, uh, so the, the wedding colors are blue, yellow, orange. The HBs have heard all about it. <laughs> I am wearing orange, but apparently I'm going to be the only bitch in orange because the other lady, like, all of a sudden can't come to the wedding. Oh. So I'm just going to be flying the orange flag all by myself. But you're the most special. And that way you'll just really, <laughs> everyone will, like, realize it. It will be, you'll be color coded for specialness. Fair. Fair. See? There you Absolutely. go. Absolutely. I just look dangerous. <laughs> I'm like a, I'm like a poisonous frog of the bridesmaids. <laughs> I, there's got to be a better way to spin that. I'm going <laughs> to... I'm going to think about what that is. Well, I live in Chicago and lots of things here are blue and orange. So Mm. I feel like, you know, the Bears and University of Illinois. So there's like a big, there's a lot of orange here. I feel like we're your people. I think I embrace the orange. All right. Fair enough. Yeah. Yeah, it's going to be good. And more importantly, I get to be in the same room as Erin and like yeah. smooch her cheeks and give her hugs. I'm so excited. That's I don't know. awesome. I don't know how she's going to feel about the, the physical shows of affection, but she's going to have to deal. You're you know? like, I know you thought that this wedding you're <laughs> going to be an important, but how about me right now? Yeah, Fine. I'm really I'm really needing some some attention here. Yeah, so that's actually the reason that we're doing, that we're recording yes. this uh, thing, because of course, like I always do, I realized barely two weeks before that like, oh, I should sure. probably have some programming for when both of us are like out of commission. I don't know. Yeah. No, I, mean, I know. The pressure of that. We and Faded Mates just, I don't think we ever introduced myself. I was like, do people know who I am right now? <laughs> You're like, just talking to a rando person that is not your best friend. <laughs> heaving, Guys. heaving mates, faded bosoms. Ooh, yes. I, there you go. I am Jen Reed's romance. I'm a yeah. special guest this week. I'm That's very right. excited. <laughs> yep. Jen Reed's romance um, of Twitter infamy and one half of the Faded Mates podcast. Yeah, I'm super excited about it. Yeah. Yeah. So when you were like, do you want to do it? Well, and here's the other thing. We took a week, our first week off last week. Ooh. And it was like my last week of school and everything was really busy. And I ended up being really glad we had like a little down week because yeah. I like super crawled over the finish line. But then this week, I'm like, whatever you want to do, I can do. Yeah, it was brilliant. It was so, so wonderful. Excited. And you chose the book this week. I did. So can mm-hmm. I talk about why? Yeah. You want me to, okay, you want me to announce it? Okay, so we're going to be reading Cinnamon Blade. <laughs> it has the best subtitle, A Knife in Shining Armor uh-huh. uh, by Shira Glassman. And you all read Knit One Girl 2. 
Yes. And in Knit One Girl 2, the two heroines have a shared love of this comic called Cinnamon Blade. Yes. And this is the like the story, essentially, of that character. And I love that shit. I love it when there's like a story within a story that yes. gets its own story. You guys, it's the fanfic that they read that one of the characters is totally obsessed with. It's so wonderful. Yeah. I mean, I'm already obsessed. One of the people on the team, one of the superheroes, is one of the most original superheroes. Um, I'm talking about Connect the Dots. Yeah. She's uh, incredible. Right. I know. I know. And I keep thinking, I actually was like, are there more of these stories? Where are they? I guess the pressure to like write the ball must be amazing. But <laughs> yeah. here's the other really funny thing about this. So when this came out, I was like, oh, I'm so excited to read it. And then I downloaded it. And I wasn't really paying attention because as you remember, Knit One Girl 2 is like kisses only. It's very sweet. Yeah. Right. It's mm-hmm. very like, you know, it's just like a sweet romance. There's not a, like they don't really get it on. Mm-hmm. So I was kind of expecting the same heat level. <laughs> <laughs> Not really paying attention to the oh actual subtitle that says a spicy superhero romance. Uh-huh. And I read it and I was like, oh. <laughs> my oh goodness. My, oh my, I'm clutching my pearls. <laughs> in a in the best possible <laughs> yeah, way. Exactly. I'm a dirty bird, so I liked it a lot. I hear you. <laughs> I hear you. Well, so we released, um, we covered Knit One Girl 2, but we only released it for patrons. Because it was one of our early recordings. It was just like, it was a little wonky. And I think I was also applying a face mask the whole time. (laughs) And so Erin, by the end of it, I was like, what's your problem? I did a face mask while we were recording. And she was like, you were distracted for a lot of this (laughs) because of my... Anyway. Yeah. So my only complaint about Knit One Girl 2 was that I felt like it was sort of... It was really sweet, but it was one of the first... um, It was the first lesbian romances that we read for the podcast. And I was like, man... Like, this just kind of feeds into all of the stereotypes that, like, ladies together aren't super sexual. Yeah. And so I'm really, really excited for this one because, boy, howdy, these yeah. two ladies, all they want to do is get it on. Oh, incredibly much so. And I'm super here for it. In fact, this week I was talking to a friend of mine who mm-hmm. her partner, like, really likes romance. But, you know, her they're, they're, they're lesbians. She's like, she doesn't want any men anywhere in her romances. And in fact... She's very disappointed by Tessa Dare because that whole series by Tessa Dare that's like a bunch of ladies like mm. having their own community. She's like, that was perfect just the way it was. Why'd you have to add men into it? <laughs> and so anyway, my friend was like, you know, I would love something with like a little more heat level. And I was like, okay, let me think about it. And, you know, I was kind of like going through my list of like what I would mm. recommend. And then today I was like, Cinnamon Blade. I yep. need to go back and tell her about it because hello. Yep. It is so <laughs> wonderful. Well, so this is a novella. We wanted to do a novella. Yes. So it was like nice and, and snippy snappy. Yes. And I thought one of the smartest things that the author did was to build in the backstory. Like we come in the middle. Oh, yeah. Which is so cool. Because in Knit One Girl 2, it was understandable. They needed some time to like get yes. to know each other, to like decide they wanted to be together. Whereas this one, we come in and um, Cinnamon Blade, it's all from her perspective, but it's still third person. Yeah. And she's talking about the first like four times that she saved saved this super hot lady. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Well, and what I really liked about it, too, is I thought it was really clever the way it played on. Like, 
Okay, I love superhero movies. Yep. And I I know it's wrong to say, but I want romance in everything I read. I want there to be romantic entanglements in everything. Yep. And in a superhero story, like especially the old school ones I grew up on, right? Mm-hmm. Superman was always saving like Lois Lane and like yeah. she's tied she's tied to the tracks like it essentially like builds that in in just a couple of pages, but instead of being tied to the tracks Soledad is like tied to a rocket and Cinnamon Blade is like cutting her off of it. And it's like, and I, right. And so it's like, you know, the, the bad guy's name is um, Dr. Lethal. Dr. Lethal. So good. So good. Right. And it's funny because basically they are so attracted to each other through all of these like near misses and times that, that she said, you know, that Cinnamon Blade saves her. Yeah. But Cinnamon Blade won't ask her out because she's, like, worried about consent. Uh-huh. My whole heart. I know. My consent boner. It's just, uh- like, waving around. <laughs> it's, it's crazy, right? I mean, because she's, like, I'm saving her and our adrenaline's running so high. And how yeah. do I know she really likes me for me and not just the, like, the rush of having been saved by me? Right. Yeah, it's like the Florence Nightingale effect of superheroes, right? Yeah, right. Yeah, it's really sweet. So Soledad is the executive assistant of like this clean energy company. And one of the one of my favorite passages was yes. read this. I'm sure I have the same thing highlighted. <laughs> yeah. So you ever think about finding a safer job? Blade skin was a tingle map of all the places their bodies touched. Even through her dark silver cat suit and Soledad's yeah, sensible blouse. Wow. <laughs> I was like, dark silver cat suit. I was like, you had me a dark silver cat suit. Oh, yeah. I mean, especially juxtaposed with the sensible blouse. Get it. Um, <laughs> <laughs> my parents wish I would, Soledad admitted. But clean energy is really important to me. And since I'm good with writing and, and interpersonal relations instead of science and math, this is the best way to help the cause. And then the next thing she thinks is heart eyes. <laughs> I know. And I would say too, like any, I mean, Sarah and I talk a lot about like the craft of writing when we're mm. talking about faded beats. But what I found myself thinking is like, this book really nails like tone. Yeah. Right. Like, so like, like Cinnamon Blade is this like very specific, like, like the way she thinks about the world. And I just like loved it. Yeah. That heart eyes. I was oh, like heart <laughs> eyes. Uh-huh. And then have you read the Penny Reed, any of the Penny Reed series, The Knitting in the no, City? No, I okay. haven't. Well, a lot of our a lot of our listeners have, and Soledad reminds me a lot of Janie from okay. Penny Reed because she's always coming out with these like random facts, these nerdy oh, yeah. things that and uh, God, she is so cute. It's so cute. It's, it's like so lovely. Well, and I loved how one of the ways that like it's so it's so cute because Blade, right? Cinnamon Blade, mm-hmm. like knows that this will distract her and like get her talking. And so even yeah. though they're in, you know, they're in peril, they're in mortal danger. She like asks her questions to like uh-huh. get her talking. And it's just like so sweet that she like knows how to like calm her down. Right. Right. Yeah. And I think the the instance you're talking about is she's like, why is it a cow when it's alive, but beef when we eat it? Yes. And Soledad goes into this whole history of how the French were in the UK and blah, 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 blah. Like, I, I, I learned a lot during I this did novella. Too. <laughs> I was like, how am I learning so much? This book's literally like 70 pages or something. Mm-hmm. I mean, I 
had read I read it a while ago and I like reread it this afternoon in a pleasant hour. It was delightful. I know. So yum. <laughs> so she does ask her out though. Thank goodness. Yes. Oh, it says Cinnamon Blade waited. After all, if she did anything with the electricity between them in at moments like these, like right after you said it. Right. Then oh my gosh, but it's so cute because it says, uh, when she was saving Soledad's perfect little ass, <laughs> what would that do to consent? <laughs> I know. I loved it. It's well, wonderful. Here's the other thing I really liked. So the, of course, you know, being a superhero romance. And I, I feel like, I don't know why there are not more of these because I really yeah. enjoyed this, right? I mm-hmm. thought, I mean, I was like, this is like everything I want in the world. There's also her crew, uh, Cinnamon Blade's crew of like superhero like the Avengers or whatever yes. they're called. Like, I don't know, right? The, the team. The team. And what I loved is um, Captain... Captain like, Werewolf? Cap- yeah, it's like Wolfie. She calls him Wolfie. Yeah. It was like her best friend from when she was a kid in Hebrew mm-hmm. school. When like they knew each other by their like real names, right? Yeah. And one of the things I really loved, and we can talk about this as it goes through, is like how like rooted their like saving people is in their faith and what's really cool about that is that just like soledad's reason for like wanting to do what she's do what you know to like save the world because she believes in the environment i like really love that part of it and just thought that like her relationship with her team and the way they like are kind of like rooting for her to finally get together with soledad was so cute yeah yeah absolutely but it does it um it simultaneously shows that they have very, very similar values. Yes. They express them in different ways, but they do have very similar values. Yeah. So it's neat. Yeah. Okay. So they're at a black tie event. Yes. For Soledad's company. Yes. And some cheesy guy hits on Soledad. Right. And <laughs> mispronounces her name, right? How Calls dare her- he? Soledad. Soledad, which yeah. is sad. <laughs> and bad. And bad. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And... He's like, well, if you're ever looking for a guy, like, let me know. And then, like, walks away to hit on another lady. And that's when our lady, yeah. Cinnamon Blade, sidles mm. up in her three-piece suit with a pocket watch. I know. Um, hi. <laughs> I know. It's so great, right? And she, like, pulls out her pocket watch. Oh. And she knows that this is, like so fucking smooth uh-huh. right that she thinks yes dear heart like almost <laughs> like she's like reeling her in with her like suity sex powers right? it's so true it's so true and i mean soledad is appropriately impressed oh yeah for <laughs> sure and then they have to go but she's like oh i i gotta go i gotta go walk my dog or whatever who is named after Columbo, which is like an old TV show. Mm-hmm. I also love that she got it wrong by saying Crusoe. Yes. That was, that. I mean, she was obviously paying attention, but, you know, she was also trying to dismantle a rocket. So, you know. <laughs> she didn't quite get the details <laughs> yeah. right. Exactly. Yeah. Right? Well, and then there's that first hint. There's that first hint in that conversation where we get, we don't quite know yet exactly, but Cinnamon Blade thinks she still wasn't sure how she felt about crime shows with her history. Yeah. And so there's this hint, and I always love a hint of like a dark hidden past. Mm -hmm. Right? And I was like, wait, what's your history? Why wouldn't you like detective shows? 
Yeah, give me those breadcrumbs. Yes. Um, but this is also where we see quite a bit of the heat level because before they even talk about going to feed the dog, <laughs> they like she sidles right up to her and Soledad's like, Are you finally asking me out? Because yeah. Cinnamon Blade has been like, you know, I'm also not looking for a man. Like maybe we could not look for a man together. And it says, blade inhaled sharply, skin two degrees hotter than before, ready for all the electricity Soledad was sending her way. Yeah. Is that a yes? And Soledad (laughs) nodded with such force her earrings jingled. I was thinking about you when I bought this dress. Yes. Oh, I love it. Yummy. Well, and I feel like I just love this like whole trope of like them both knowing that this like fancy black tie dinner. And again, I feel like I've seen practically every superhero movie ever invented. Sure. This is like a total, like, you know, in the movies, this is always what happens, right? There's some sort of black tie then. And, mm-hmm. you know, the the superhero, in this case, the superheroine is like all decked out. No one really knows what's going on. And, you know, they see the lady love. And so I really loved the way that even though this is like a lesbian romance, like all those like tropes it just like totally nails it right yeah absolutely except of course in a superhero movie we only ever get kissing i know dumb and this just blows right past this real fucking fast because they go out into the like essentially soledad whispers like i fantasize about you Mm -hmm. i've been (laughs) fantasizing about you and And it's like like, oh yeah tell me your fantasies oh boy (laughs) oh boy yeah, it says, oh, man, she's, like, right up in her, like, ear parts. Yes. They're, like, whispering in each other's oh. ear so they can feel it's their so breath sexy. tingle over their skin. It's a lot. And so then Soledad is basically like, I have to I have to go walk my dog. I have to let him out. Do you want to come with me? Yes. And Blade's like, I thought you would never ask. We have to go right now. And they bypass all of her teammates and everything. She just sort of like mm-hmm. waves goodbye and, and gets yeah. out the door. And this is where Soledad gets a little nervous and yeah. insecure. And she's like, hey, by the way, I don't normally do this. And for some reason, normally that kind of caveat kind of bothers me because I'm just like, I don't mm. give a shit if you do or not. But for right. some reason, it was just adorable from her. Yeah. Oh, I think so. I think I kind of read that almost as like... um her worried that Cinnamon Blade is like a celebrity. Ooh, yeah. And right, like almost like Soledad's like, I really like you for you. I'm not just like throwing myself at you because you're a, right, yep. like a like someone famous or a hero or whatever. And so I kind of read that in a like a really understandable way. Like if you were going to hook up with a fucking movie star or like, you know, Iron Man or Black Widow, you would sure, you would sure, definitely sure. be like, no, look, I'm really into you for you, not just because you're exactly. famous. So yeah. I, I also thought that was sweet because I thought it was her trying to just really say, like, it's you I'm interested in, not your your reputation. Yeah, absolutely. Sort of like I'm doing this because you're special, but not only that, you're special to me. Right. Which right. was really nice. Yeah. So then, ugh. I'm sorry, I just hit on a line where Blade thinks to herself, she thought of a way to find the good girl in the bad girl. I know. Soledad. Oh, because um, Soledad like sort of knows about her past a little bit. Right. Well, we find out she had been like a jewel and an art thief. Yes. Right. And then she converts with the help of her friend Wolfie of like Captain... Wolfman. I'm saying it wrong. I like wrote it down and I knew I, I would. it's Captain like, Werewolf. It's Captain it? Werewolf. No, it's true. I keep thinking of 
I literally was like, why can't I get this guy's name straight? But yeah, so she, with the help of Captain Werewolf, essentially like leaves a life of crime behind to to be a superhero. And basically, it it's not that she wanted to steal things; it's that she just has this like love of adventure. Yeah, right. And the adrenaline rush. You yes. know, she she should be like downhill skiing and skydiving and doing yes. other crazy things, but instead she scaled buildings and got into art museums. Right, but. The way that this happened was um, she saw this really pretentious woman and she was like, oh, P.S. She should be on our high horse because the, the jewelry she's yeah. wearing is fake. And Soledad goes, oh, can you teach me to tell the difference? Because I, I don't I don't care. I just really like knowing things and knowing that skill uh, would be cool. Yeah. And then Blade's like, oh, man, she's looking at my sordid past and seeing the bright light in it. That's so yeah. nice. It oh. is so nice. I know. I loved it. I also love that that that. Bad lady's name's Kathy Dudley. And I thought, oh. like, typical superhero fashion in this book, like, all the people have names that are really, like, evocative, right? Like, of course, she's terrible. Her last name's Dudley. Now, uh-huh. my apologies out there to anyone whose last name is really Dudley. I'm sure yeah, that you're a lovely you, person. H.B. Dudley. You're of fine. Of course. H.B. Dudley is delightful. <laughs> Wait, can I interrupt to tell you my third grade teacher's name was Mrs. Dull? No. Sarah always says name is destiny. In that case, it was true. Oh, boy. It's hard to overcome that. Yikes. <laughs> oh, for sure. But everyone else except this cast, this Dudley was a bad Dudley. All the other Dudleys are good Dudleys. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> so, so yeah, they go back to her house. Well, wait. Yeah. Wait. You are skipping the best part, which is them Tell making me. out in the parking garage. Oh, my God. I totally forgot. You guys, I, I just like, threw whoa, my whoa. hands up in the air. How dare I? I was like, whoa, man. Because this is actually also really important for what happens at the yeah, end of the book, yeah. which is so they essentially make it to the parking garage uh-huh. and there's only like one car there and, and they start kissing, right? And they start making out mm-hmm. and it's really like a little cheesy. There's like the worst line. Cinnamon Blade says, baby, tonight you're the reason I have lips. Oh my God. <laughs> and she even thinks to herself like, okay, anybody who overheard that would totally make fun of me because that's I like know. a terrible line, right? But, but Soledad is such an adorable little dork that she's like totally that into it. She like giggles and it's so cute. And then they have this like amazing first kiss. And then wait, wait, wait. And it gets to the point where like she goes up into her into her bodice yeah. and, and like licks a nipple and, and stuff. Yeah, right. Like they're like getting it on. Like uh-huh. it, it gets. And that's. I, I think this was the point in the book when I first read it, where I was like, you were like, oh, oh, oh. Uh, Something different happening than Minute One Girl Two. This is more like Cinnamon Blade Nipple Four. (laughs) So yeah, like they are really like making out, and Soledad's like, I'm so turned on, I can't Uh breathe, and like, and basically, and Cinnamon Blade's like coaching her throat. She's like, No, breathe. breathe. Yeah, it's great. (laughs) Like I'm so cool and calm and collected. Uh And then here's the part where I also really loved it. Soledad says, Stop. And Cinnamon Blade backs away immediately and yeah. says, are you okay? And she's like, yeah, like, we're just outside where there, there's cars, right? Like, it's too much. So she's basically like, let's go back to my place. Right. And, and then it's great. She's Soledad says, I might even break the speed limit. I won't tell. Blade <laughs> chuckled. She'd gone 90 last week. But, of course, there were aliens involved. That's right. <laughs> and I... As someone who likes to drive fast, I was like, 90? What's the big deal? <laughs> The Illinois State Police did not hear me say that. Okay. No. Mm-mm. So, yeah. So, they go back to her house. 
and yes. uh, they do the adorable like like let the dog out do all the things oh i'm sorry i have to back up really quick i just saw another line she's <laughs> like yeah i can't wait to get back to your house because i want to know what kind of underwear you're wearing <laughs> and soledad goes they're black but they're cotton cotton's better for good vaginal health <laughs> and that's cinnamon blade response i'm better for good vaginal health <laughs> i mean hello that's she started with the bad line, but that was like a real good Man, one. Man, so good. I know. <laughs> Sorry. I know. No, I so love that part. <laughs> we're back at the house. Um, and then, yeah. And then it's just like, it's on, TM. Yeah. Like, straight to making out. And it is hot. Mm-hmm. Right? And I was like, and again, I think what's great about a novella, like before we like get to the making out, like yeah. when we pause everybody is. Right, right, right. I love, it's like a really good novella to me is like supercharged, right? Like, okay, do you ever watch like the Fast and the Furious movies? Yes. Okay. Mm-hmm. And they're like driving along really fast and then they press like the button for like the NOS. Yeah, the nitro or whatever. Yes. <laughs> that is like basically a good romance novella to me is all nitro. Like yes. it's just because you don't have to like dick around. Not that there are any dicks in this one, but like dick around with all that other shit happening right mm-hmm. like it's just like boom 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 we're just gonna get right to it and mm-hmm. i was like super like oh, oh yeah i loved it yeah it was spicy for sure very spicy yeah so they start making out um cinnamon blade pulls her onto her lap and it's mm-hmm. like straight to finger banging oh yeah like pretty much immediately we find out that um soledad has sort of a hair trigger clitoris yeah, and so <laughs> she comes right away, yeah. right? Yeah, she goes from zero to sploosh in like three seconds. It's crazy. <laughs> um, so that happens, and then she's like, "I really want to return the favor." Yeah. So she decides that oh, it's so cute, though, because I actually love the practicality in this. Yeah, she's like, "I need to go get a sheet so that <laughs> we don't wreck my couch." <laughs> So they take a quick pause. Well, but wait, because oh, of yeah. course Cinnamon Blade's like, well, why can't we just go to your bed? And she's like, there's too many books on it. There's too many books on my bed, you guys. <laughs> I was like, God, this woman needs a Kindle. I know. She's like, I sleep in a, a nest of books, so <laughs> it's going to take too long to move them. I know. I was like, and I was like, wait, Cinnamon Blade's a superhero. I feel sure that if anybody could do quick work with the books it could be her but it doesn't no. matter it might mess up her whole organization sure you can't, you can't mess true. with that and no. it allows her to bring out her very cute crossword puzzle sheet yes <laughs> <laughs> i was like i am dead this I whole mean, thing is so huge this fan this book is so stinking cute like i like cannot even tell you i mean it's like how does it manage to be adorable and hot at the same time i don't I know. know but it does man it super does so she brings out this wonderful crossword puzzle sheet and lays it all out. And then she starts going down on Cinnamon Blade. Yeah. And Sin is like, hey, just FYI, I'm a bit of a slow burn. Yeah. And I love this because her response is, that's perfectly fine. All bodies are normal. I know. Oh, my gosh. So actually, I listened to your freewheeling episode just like recently because we're recording this way before I have to, you know, release the episode. And I bought Come As You Are. Oh, by- I bought it too, but I haven't mm-hmm. read it yet. Have you started it yet? No, I haven't been able to start it yet. But um, yeah, but I read it and I'm so excited. Come As You Are by, what is it? Emily Nagoski? Yeah. I think? Yep. Yeah. Sarah yeah. recommended it on that episode of Faded Mates. 
Yeah. And I'm so pumped. But really, like, all bodies are normal. It might take you a little longer, but that's okay because Soledad is into it. She's oh into my the God, hard work. Yes. She's like, I'm going to get in there and do this, and we're going to all enjoy ourselves. Mm-hmm. And that's the other thing I loved about it is, like, they both were so excited to be together. It was so, yeah. like, generous, right? Like, she's a generous lover. Soledad's a generous lover. Mm-hmm. Like, they are, like, really into each other's pleasure, and they like it's like and all of that the the explicit consent stuff all of oh, that yeah. makes this like super super sexy right so and, sexy yeah i loved it i loved it sorry before this i also forgot they have a whole boundaries talk they're like oh yeah sin's like anything i need to stay away from and she's like i don't like things that go buzz she's yeah. not into vibrators right and then sin's like i don't do anal yeah and she was like my nipples are really sensitive i'm sure you saw that in the parking lot and then it's like go time it's so yeah. awesome it is awesome i really loved it yeah so i mean i think it's like a model for ex- and that's why anytime you like see someone who's like, yeah, a consent talk isn't sexy. I'm like, you're doing it wrong. You're doing it wrong. Sexy as hell, right? Mm-hmm. And I think it's also because it's like, it's so powerful to to watch characters tell each other like, this is what I want. This is what I'll like. This yeah. is what's going to like make me feel good. This is what's going to yeah. make us have a good time together. Mm-hmm. what's not sexy about that i'm like dumbfounded by that yeah absolutely well and to your point while solidad's going down on blade she's like hey is there anything that you want me to do in particular to like make the slow burn burn yeah. harder and she tells her explicitly to like suck on her clit instead of licking right. instead of licking and right she specifically says like you're gonna get a lot of my vulva into your mouth and that's fine and yeah. it's so cute you guys my sex ed heart just burst at this point. Soledad was like, you used, called it a vulva. She like used the right yeah. word. She's like, you didn't call it a vagina. You called it a vulva. That's so awesome. And then Cinnamon Blade yells, nerd. I know. It's so great. Well, and then like later on, she says to her, I want to go down on you, but you're still wearing so many pants. Yes. it's so cute it is it's like super super cute right oh my gosh so then after blade comes she's like okay come here come up here instead of my face i need to know what you taste like and she gets all the way up there she gets like one good lick in and then her phone starts going it says the stupidest fucking thing happened And I love that it's her phone played Everybody Wants to Rule the World. (laughs) I mean, that would be your, like, superhero call sign. Some asshole is out here who wants to rule the world. We gotta go stop him. Dr. Lethal's trying to take over this city. Next up, the world. Oh, my God. It's so spot on. I know. Yeah, so she has to fuck off. And it's really cute because Soledad's obviously pretty worried. She she says that she's yeah. never dated anybody in law enforcement. And, like, this is even higher up, you know? Yes. Like, right. <laughs> so before she leaves, Blade gives her her evil eye necklace that her grandmother right. gave her. From her, at her bar mitzvah, right? At her bar mitzvah. Her bat mitzvah. Right. Sorry. Yeah. Yeah, that's what I meant. Yeah. Yeah. And then she goes out. And hops into the van. Everybody's like, sorry, we had to mess up your hookup. Like, we're really sorry. It was so cute. The way everyone was like, damn it. Sorry, man. You finally got Uh, with her. Yeah. So there's Satter. There's Captain Werewolf. 
And connect the dots. And connect the dots. And they're all in the van headed out to the mall. The mall. They're going to the mall, you guys. Because the aliens have invaded the mall. All stealth-like. Yeah, so the aliens are called disguisers. And yes. what they and what they're doing essentially is they are hiding almost a, the way I read it was almost like they're recharging. And so while they're doing that, they have to have like a place to kind of like power down. Right. And so they do that in the mannequins at the mall. Oh my god. <laughs> that was such a moment in this novella when they were like, Well, wait, if they're in the mall, like what are what are they disguised as? And one of them rolls their eyes and is like, the fucking mannequins. <laughs> it's so and the, funny. Yeah, and there's this great line, Alien Vader alien invaders are using the outlet mall as a secret base, thought Blade. Somehow this seemed perfectly reasonable for Florida. <laughs> Yeah, so they oh, have to go to the mall, them. and this is where maybe we should explain Connect yeah. the Dots yeah, has such a great backstory because it's like so fun to like think about like what would make you a superhero. Yeah. So um a book I actually teach my students is called The Shadow Hero by Gene Yang. Ooh. Okay. If you have never out there, HBs, I don't know if you're comic readers, but this book is stinking delightful. And in this book, the family is Chinese-American. It's like the mm-hmm. 30s. And the mom gets saved by like a super a Superman-like character called the Anchor of Justice. And she comes Whoa. home. She comes home and she is like, you should be a superhero to her son, Hank. Right? Oh, boy. And, and she's like, you no should pressure. be a superhero. Oh, yeah. No kidding. It's, <laughs> oh, my God. You guys, I love this book so much. So she's like, you should be a superhero. And there's this amazing sequence where she like takes him around to like a chemical spill out of a truck and she calls like a seance and she wants a rabid dog to bite him and she's gonna because she's like (laughs) she has read these comics because she knows this is the way you get turned into a superhero right oh my god it is like so adorable and of course poor hank is like oh my god like ma like cut it out and in this case dot who is like connect the dot she's like Uh a is it she's a phd student PhD in astronomy. In astron not astrology. No. Something astronomy. Yeah. And I'm trying to find the exact thing, but basically she gets something happens to her. She gets I don't remember what exactly. Struck by lightning or something up in the, the observatory. And uh-huh. now she can turn herself into any constellation. And then everyone at first was like, Yeah, it was kind of boring, but like if you're a lion constellation then you can then come become like a real lion yeah (laughs) or whatever so they're like yeah so at first it was just like a bunch of sparkly lights but then you guys (laughs) we figured it out (laughs) (laughs) yeah so they're in the van and they're like we're trying to figure out what to do i still don't super know what is it sadder or sadder i know i've said sadder i know i don't know either let's just agree and then if someone wants to correct us yeah Email so, us. You know the email. Yeah. But um, wait, before we talk about how they defeat the bad guys, yeah. I want to dig into something like really, there's like a really serious moment. In the which van? Which is, in, um, are they in the van already? But basically when she's they're- asking about um, the words he speaks when he transforms. Yes, yeah. Right. So, and one of the things is, and it turns out that um, Captain Werewolf essentially speaks in Hebrew a prayer for like transformation. Yep. And one of the things that's really interesting is Dot doesn't 
like Dot gets that Cinnamon Blade is also Jewish, but doesn't have the same level of observance. Mm -hmm. And so, you know, she doesn't really ask like, well, why don't you say these prayers or whatever? And it's, but then the part that's really interesting on the next page is they're kind of like strategizing and Satter says, can we gas the ball? Yeah. Can we gas the whole mall? And and it's like this moment where I was like, oh, my gosh, this is like essentially for Jewish superheroes, like mm-hmm. it just deflates everybody. You can't guess the whole mall. Yeah, it's really right? it's a gorgeous moment because it's so subtle. They don't actually say anything. It says, no, Could we gas the mall. Um, Satter suggested Blade's stomach felt like it had flushed itself down a toilet. Um, She met Wolfie's eye. It'd be really hard to get the people uh, to get that out before people came back to it. Dot pointed out. Yeah, they could shut it down by tomorrow, but the economic impact would ripple. Like, so the other people are talking and they're just holding eye contact throughout this whole thing. Yeah, I know. And it's like, ooh. I thought it was an amazing moment. And I just thought it really spoke to how even with your your crew, people can still be really thoughtless about how, like, history impacts you. In your right, and I just thought it was really beautifully done. I mean, I don't know, I just really like came to that moment the first time, and even again this time was like, wow, it is Mm -hmm. really something else in the text for like Cinnamon Blade and Captain Werewolf to share this moment about how painful that suggestion is, but but then just like they keep on moving. Yeah, it was really, really gorgeous. And this comes directly after a conversation in which Dot has always thought that the words he speaks our magic words right to make himself transform and what she finds out via cinnamon blade is that no he can transform just by thinking about it but at his level of observance you basically say a prayer for whatever you're doing yeah so in this case it's really it's a really gorgeous prayer let me go back to it well while you find it the other thing i want to point out is if you are reading it there's like a footnote and I don't know if you yeah, clicked on it. And I the did. footnote is is the prayer in Hebrew. Mm-hmm. And I just thought that was really, really cool. I I am Gentile, but I was like, I really like um, how this is like a part of her story and a part of her identity. And I just thought it was all really pretty awesome. Yeah, absolutely. The um, prayer that he says is, bless you, O Lord, sovereign of the universe, who blesses me with the power to change myself and this world for better. Oh, it is I know. gorgeous. It, it is. is gorgeous. I yeah. like literally, yeah. So I just want to say this whole part where they, and I think part of it is like they know they're going in to kill, right? Yeah. I mean, there are superheroes, like these aliens they're fighting might be killed and yet they are not doing this with, and it's it's not light. It's not like, woohoo. No. You know, there's this like seriousness to it. They're doing it to protect the world. And I just, I don't know, I just wanted to pause because I know it's not really typical in a lot of romance. And I actually found myself thinking a lot about, like, I don't read a lot of inspirational romance. Right. But to me, this would count as like an inspirational romance in that way, right? Because their faith is so, um, like, really all about, like, who they are and the kinds of superheroes they want to be. And Mm -hmm. I just thought it was, I just thought it was really awesome. Yeah, it's gorgeous. So they go into the mall. Yes. And oh, so the plan, you guys. Okay, you guys. The plan. <laughs> it's <a> great plan. <laughs> I don't super understand the plan. Like, even though I read it, I still don't know how it worked logistically, but I'm cool with that. So they, they're like, are there any constellations that 
are like net like because they're like yeah. fishermen and they they find out that yes there is one in the southern hemisphere and so she turns herself into this net that can like go on and on and on for like miles i guess because yeah. they're going into an outlet mall right <laughs> So the plan is that one of the guys, his name is Rodney. He refuses to have a superhero name because (laughs) his dad saved people his whole life as Rodney. So he can do it as Rodney Jr. God bless. So great. You know what it reminded me of? Oh, my God. Wait, what was that movie with? Oh, you're going to kill me. What was that movie with the superheroes where it's just like a bunch of like regular people? And Jeannie Garofalo was in it. She was the, there was like the shoveler and the guy with the forks. Do you remember that? Oh, man. And it, it, okay. And it was like, but basically it, that Rodney really reminded me of that movie where it was like regular people taking their small gifts and, (laughs) right? And determined to be, to do heroic things with them. Mystery men? Yes, yes, that's it. And I, I don't know if you've ever seen that movie, you guys. It is a hoot. I remember really loving it because they're like one person's like the bowler. Like, uh-huh. They all have these like really goofy superpowers. One is the miner, right? Yeah, is, is it one the guy, miner? One guy throws so forks funny. or something. Yeah. Right? <laughs> yep. But I or cutlery. Maybe he can throw all kinds of things. But the the thing about Rodney just being like, I don't need a superhero name. I'm just gonna be myself and do my superhero right. work. Really reminded me of Mystery oh, Men. It was le- lovely. So his whole thing is he can climb walls like a spider, which is really helpful because he's a construction worker and it's the family business. So yes. it, it really helps him to get up on those ceilings and stuff. Anyway, he climbs into the stores and like puts the net over all the sleepy mannequins. Yes. And then they're all going to drop at once and then yes. shuttle them outside. Yeah. Sure. So sure, 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 sure. Yeah. So they get all the aliens except for like 10 and we don't see the fight that happens. We just find out there right. was a fight and then they fuck off. They win. It's good. Yeah. Well, and I think this is the novella, too. You just get to, like, pass yeah. over it, right? So it's it. basically, like, they're going to drop the net, and then there's the little, like, chapter break, and it's like, uh-huh. I can't believe you fought them barehanded. But, <laughs> I know. You know, and it's sold it up being like, I can't believe you fought them barehanded. And, I know. You know, and it's like, oh, breathless. It's My amazing. beautiful hero. Yeah. Um, She has some, some witty back and forth with, like, the, uh, oh, man, what what's his name in Batman? Chief? The the police officer. Why am I oh, blanking on this? Oh yeah, sure. Gary Doesn't Oldman. Matter. I'm yeah, like- Gary Gary Oldman. I cannot <laughs> believe I'm blanking on this. Whatever. <laughs> My geek cred is gone. Um, yeah. So they're like they don't have a super great relationship, but he like does whatever they want anyway. But they have to make sure that none of them are the aliens because they yes. can disguise as people. Sure. Anyway, so then for the next week, she and Soledad keep on. Uh, just having these like long phone conversations. Yes. And at one point we get to watch them sexy FaceTime. <laughs> so that's yes. a thing. Yep. But Soledad tells her that she's been having a lot of right-handed, right-handed thoughts. thoughts. <laughs> <laughs> and one of them are that are actually about like sort of sort of facing this sex in public fear. Like, yes. Like she it's doesn't a want to get caught. Right. Yeah. It's not voyeurism and it's not exhibitionism. She's just like, I want the the kind of danger of maybe getting caught without ever the possibility of getting caught. <laughs> I 
I love this because I love mm-hmm. this like sharing of like the fantasy where yeah. she's like, it, I think one of the reasons I had such a strong reaction was I got really turned on and I realized right. that part of it was like that threat of getting caught. But I, so I want to try that, but I want to do it in a way <laughs> yeah. where I absolutely won't get caught. Uh-huh. And, and I loved that. Cinnamon Blade's, like, down for, like, all right, I challenge accepted. Yeah, she's like, I'm going to start brainstorming now. <laughs> yeah. I'll, uh, I'll come up with some plans, and we'll work out logistics <laughs> next time we see each other. Well, it's and lovely. then she says, I want to fulfill your fantasies, but you do uh-huh. know that nothing is absolute, absolute, yes. right? And she and Soledad says, ooh, that's called a morphological reduplication. And, Solid, and Cinnamon Blade says, talk dirty to me talk dirty to me it's so good oh they're my so, god they're the banter in this book is just uh, top notch it, right they, and they're so cute i know throughout the whole thing well and then soledad before i'm sorry no explains because because uh, cinnamon blades like i think i need more information yeah what what's going to be exciting about this and she says Maybe the fact that everyone else is just going to be doing their thing and they don't know about our secret world. We'd be, doing, we'd be sharing something magical and intense and intimate. We're up there on the moon, but we look totally normal and nobody knows. Oh, boy. Soledad. I know. And then they like FaceTime like sex each other with the nipples. <laughs> yep. Yep. There are nipples. It's It's cool. Oh, and then this is also when... Soledad sort of breaks it down about her fears about them dating. Yeah. She's like, this is where the, I think the law enforcement bit comes up. And she's like, I've never dated anyone who had to leave my house to go save the world. I'm suddenly a lot closer to a pretty dangerous world. Yeah. And Blade sort of flippantly says, I promise I'll make it worth it. But uh, it says somewhere in a deep, vulnerable place where she was still called Erica Horowitz all the time and a gray cat named Ghost was still alive to sulk with her. Soledad's words scared her a little. (laughs) Yeah, I know. It was really cute. It was really cute. And then they, you know, she basically is like, yeah, like, let's get together Saturday night and we'll Mm -hmm. do the the secret public stuff. Yes. That's what she calls it. Yes. Oh, and she also says, Soledad's like, I mean, I understand that, you know, you're never going to, like, bring me coffee at work or whatever. Yeah. And then she's like, well, why don't we just start with making Saturday night hot and normal? That's what we'll do with our secret public stuff. So good. (laughs) Oh, so then let's see what happens. Oh, they talk. I do like the one part I also thought was really interesting is they talk Mm. about her, like, um, Cinnamon Blade's, like, thieving right and she talks about how she also stole art Mm -hmm. and it was i thought it was really poignant that she was like i stole art because i loved it so much but i was never good at making it myself i don't know why like i just thought that was like really pretty amazing so then she talks about like an ex-boyfriend named drew who taught her essentially how to you know like it turns out um cinnamon blades bisexual Although I think Soledad is not. And she sort of, you know, and then, of course, Soledad thinks it's hilarious, right? An art forger named Rue. Yep. Oh, oh my gosh. <laughs> She's such a goofball. I She's such it. a goofball. She also comes up with random things like, like, do you ever just sit back and feel really thankful for guava? <laughs> <laughs> Soledad, you're too cute. All right. So she picks her up at her house. And yeah. when she opens the door, she's got this really flowy pink hippie skirt on. And she's like, is this skirt good? 
Well, because at this point, we don't we don't know what they're yeah. going to do, right? Like, mm-hmm. it's, like, secret from us, the reader, mm-hmm. right? Cinnamon Blade has been like, I got a couple ideas. And then it's like, boom, she shows up at the house. So we're like, what are the ideas? What's I about to happen? Know. Tell me everything. Right? <laughs> yeah. So, you know, the, is this skirt good? Uh-huh. And she basically is like, you're going to have to take your panties off. Yeah. She's like, are you ready to give me your panties for the night? And then I loved it because she was like, judging from the look on her face, the panties I was about to put in my pocket would not be dry. <laughs> oh, yeah. And I also love this. When she'd first run that part of the plan by Soledad during their uh-huh. smoothie lunch date, the poor thing had literally squeaked with glee. <laughs> I know. I was like, <laughs> I squeaked with glee. Oh, I absolutely Uh. did. There's all the squeaking. (laughs) Okay. Yeah. So she's like, like, go, go get the house ready to leave. Turn off the lights. Do all of that. And then it says you might have an advantage with those hair trigger orgasms of yours. But once I rev up your engine, I don't want you to have too much downtime. Oh, yeah. My. It's real sexy, everybody. It's, it sounded like a marathon, guys. I don't know. She's like, I'm going to like rev you up and then like keep you at, right? Mm-hmm. At like an eight all night. Yes. Oh, my. I don't know. I know. That sounds like a lot. I know. <laughs> I expected them to get on a, a motorcycle next because mm-hmm. it's my whole entire theory that every motorcycle in romance is really nothing more than like a big moving a vibrator giant vibrator yeah but but then again soledad has said she doesn't like things that buzz so then i knew it's true it's she true. would never she would never do that to her no <laughs> so does she finger before they leave oh yeah she like gets her <laughs> off in the like basically in the in like the entryway yeah right right she like feels her up and like tongues her there's like nipple play it's like oh, a yeah. whole bunch of sexy and then she basically gets her off and is like all right let's let's go like we're gonna get you oh in the my car gosh. now wait i'm sorry i have to read this moment <laughs> so she's about she's putting her hand into the elastic waistband of the flouncy hippie skirt and it says for a second the absolute exquisiteness of finding soledad's bare vulva with its soft hair there instead of underwear tripped her up with more pleasure than she could handle her own clit suddenly painfully hard demanded contact with the silent but relentless insistent of a magnet she paused there memorizing the beauty of the moment i know like she uh, what i love is that i love that this author and this novella specifically makes getting someone else off so sexy to the person doing it like it's just wonderful. It is wonderful. And it's super great. And I love that Soledad's like really aware of what a like what a gift this is. Like right how mm-hmm. generous her lover is and how she's like really down with that. And it's not that she doesn't ever want to return the favor, but like that this is about her in like a really yeah. fundamental way. And like getting, you know, and then she's in fact so turned on in the car that she's like, I'm going to just like masturbate in the car while uh-huh. you're driving. And Cinnamon Blade's like, can I, can I, what if, what if I do the same thing? And they talk about, you know, whether or not she's a safe enough driver to be masturbating and driving at the same time. Oh my God. Uh, talk about a superpower. I mean, and like, <laughs> bing, boom, bong, you guys, I'm sorry. Safety with Aaron. Like, <laughs> I have morphed into Aaron for a minute. Safety with Marin. You, everybody, if you are not a superhero. 
<laughs> do not masturbate behind the wheel. No, it seems like a bad idea. It's a terrible idea. And what does what does Soledad say? She's like, she's like, if I didn't see you fight that monkey and that wombat at the same time or something like that, I wouldn't. <laughs> <laughs> Cinnamon Blade says, I've killed aliens while driving. This is nothing. <laughs> oh my god. Oh, that was like so wonderful. Maybe the best line in the book for me, right? Uh-huh. Like- <laughs> okay. Alright. I actually want you to know that as I listen to your podcast pretty frequently and I was like, right. I will know that this is a success if I can make her snort laugh. <laughs> And I was like, mission accomplished, everybody. Mission accomplished. We're here. We have arrived. (laughs) Okay. All right. So then they arrive at the restaurant. Yeah. And overall, the plan, it's like the best restaurant in town. It's a whole thing. Yep. Wait. She told her she got a scout badge, remember? (laughs) It's so cute. She's like, maybe if you ever want to get in those fitting rooms, you'll get a scout badge for that. And Soledad says, wait, does that mean I earned a badge for the car? I also loved because she's like, all right, uh, Soledad then after a while is like, all right, what is your weirdest badge? And she goes, let me think on that for a moment. Also, we have to define what weird is. <laughs> I, I loved it. Like, I like I just hope this book is a delight from beginning to end. I love uh-huh. it. It is. It's so <sighs> yummy. OK, so they are going into the restaurant. The plan mm-hmm. is they're going to sit down in this dark booth. Yeah. And then they've created this ruse of a backstory for the well, waitress. And they've looked online because there are tablecloths that go all the way down to yes. the floor. Very at important. this restaurant. This is a key part of the plan. <laughs> <laughs> if that gives you any kind of hint of what's going on. Tablecloths to the floor. Yeah. Um, <laughs> so they, they like order and she tells the waitress, um, oh, man, I'm going to get some really important business calls. So, like, is yes. there anywhere that I can take those? And she's like, don't worry if you if you don't see me sitting at the table very often. I'll be coming in and out. Yeah. Coming. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Coming in and out, you guys. Somebody's going to be coming. Mm-hmm. So they bring the drinks out. And then once the appetizer gets... No, before the appetizer gets there, yeah. Soledad becomes the appetizer. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god she slips under the table yeah gives her some right good oral right there right there and uh, i you know i was impressed oh yeah soledad's control oh yeah well and that's the greatest part about this really only following cinnamon blade's point of view is there's no scene of like what soledad's doing like up above the table Right? Like, we only know what is happening underneath the table. And it is, and it's, like, crazy sexy because the other thing about this is she's going to do this all night long. It's not just, like, Mm -hmm. once, right? And so she gets- She's making return trips, everybody. (laughs) One for every course. (laughs) And so she says, right, like, and I love this, right? Like, right when she comes, it says- she pumped in and out as Soledad came, pressing her mouth against her and then replacing her finger with her tongue just for funsies. Just for funsies. Because she's oh. loving it. And then she like slithers back up on the table. <laughs> <laughs> and 
and she, and and Soledad's like, "You're amazing." And, and Cinnamon Blade says, "Play it cool, spelling me." <laughs> <laughs> Which I was like, "Oh my god, how is this book so stinking cute?" It is so cute, right? Oh uh, my gosh. So then she goes back down for her return trip south. Yes. After the entrees come, she takes like, it says it says that because she's a hedonist, she takes a couple of bites of her duck and, and yucca plant or whatever. And I'm like, <laughs> lady, I'm sorry. I don't know if I'm selfish or I just will not let anything get in between me and food. But a couple of bites probably wouldn't have done it for me. Like you're no. you're you are a superhero in this sure. moment as well. Yes. <laughs> so she takes a couple of bites of her duck and then goes right back under the table. But then she sort of feels a, a strangeness, like a strange energy happen in the restaurant. Things start going now, quiet. And there's this amazing, like also like little moment. Like she is so she is so in there. That it says that Soledad's feet are draped over her shoulders, right? Yeah. Like, and I was like, oh, right? Like, the second time around. And she also is like, I'm gonna, I'm, I'm fingering myself. I'm getting myself yes. off. And there's this great line about how, um, and I don't know. Oh, it says Blade was just beginning to get into that sweet groove of pleasuring mm -hmm. a partner at the same time as yourself. Yeah. When you're not quite sure where they end and you begin and everything is just one giant pleasure playground. Oh. And that's when she senses this change. Oh. It's I mean, so good. It's so good. I'm so mad at the vampires who then interrupt them. How dare they? However, nobody <laughs> loses their head in this situation because Soledad types out SOS in kicks on Blade's back. <laughs> it says kick, kick, it's kick, like kick, kick. It's like code. Kick. It's amazing. <laughs> uh, it's, oh my god. It's and and again she thinks uh, nerd. She thought nerd. gratefully. She withdrew yeah. from Volvaland and waited, listening. <laughs> so these fucking vampires are here. In this universe, garlic, the sun, it's like all those things are true. Right. Like any right. kind of um, religious relic will fuck them up. Um, so just keep that in mind. So they're really worried because they're like, how in the world are vampires in a restaurant, which is like full of garlic, right. garlic? Yeah. I mean, just just Costco amounts of garlic. And... <laughs> <laughs> So they're listening to like the vampires talk in Latin and English and they're like, we just need to talk to Captain Werewolf. So somebody needs to get him here immediately. Now, yeah. let's recall, Blade is under the table. Soledad is up top. Well, and the other thing is these vampires, if you like catch their eye, they have yeah. like mind control over you, right? Right. And so Soledad knows not to like look at them. Mm -hmm. So... You know, but she also knows this is, like, real precarious. If one of them catches her eye, like, you know, kind of game over. So, yeah. it's, you know, but they don't know. And, of course, because Cap, you know, Cinnamon Blade's hidden under the table with the, you know, the hidden tablecloth. Obviously, they don't know she's there. It's, like, this total secret weapon. I mean, if she had not been performing oral sex at that moment. I mean, thank goodness. Oral sex can save the world. The whole world. <laughs> Ah, oh, preach. Jen reads romance. Preach. <laughs> <laughs> 
so Soledad is like, I I know him. I can call Captain Werewolf for you and get yes. him on the line. And the vampires are all like, oh, the mind control is working. Yes. And meanwhile, Cinnamon Blade is like, I don't think it is, but that's cool. Yeah. So she calls um Captain Werewolf and she mispronounces her name when she yes. says it. She says it's Soledad. Yep. And then she says, the vampires are here and they want to talk to you. And then she says, but we deserve it. We are all of us with sin. And it says that she says these last words with unnatural deliberateness. And then it says, oh, blade glowed. (laughs) Sin. Cinnamon. Good work, spelling bee. (laughs) I know. I loved it. Right. And so so good. And then she has. Right. So the vampires like this one's religious. Better, you know, check her for a cross. And she doesn't have a cross, but she does have the grandmother's, you know, like sort of pendant, evil eye charm, right? Exactly. And so, you know, this is essentially like one of the weapons which then allows Blade to like essentially like spring into action and kick everybody's ass and, you know. Yeah, because Soledad hands it to her, right? Yeah, right. Exactly. Hands it to her under the table because she had it from when they were beating up aliens. Right. And then we get this really awesome action sequence. Yeah. Where she takes on all three vampires. There are kicks to the groins. Oh, yeah. There are, there's a, she garrots somebody with this evil eye charm. There's elbows. There's maneuvering, right? She's slithering in and out of his grasp. (laughs) I don't know how that works, but Cinnamon Blade is managing it. Oh, because also, I don't think we mentioned this. She's the only one of her team without magical or superhero powers. Right. She's just, she's, she's basically Black Widow. Yeah. Yeah. That was a really apt um, comparison before. Right, right. So basically what happens is... Oh! Go ahead. So Okay, so she takes two of them out with the evil eye thing. But before this, everybody, they were talking about... Oh, I'm, I might mispronounce it because I don't have it up in front of me. It's not... I think... A, so the mitzvah is a good deed, but there's right. also the bath. That is spelled similarly, and I can't remember what it's called. But very, you know, devout Jewish women, after they have their period, they go oh, right. to this, the bath, and there's a specific prayer for, like, the water, I guess. Right. And they had this whole banter where she was like, hold on, it's a it's a prayer for vulvas? Oh, yes. Yeah. Right. Like, well, you should definitely pray about my vulva before you go down <laughs> on me next time, because she's and an adorable like- nerd. I know. And Cinnamon's like, no, it's really like a prayer for the water. Right? Yeah. And she looks it up on the Google. She gives it a yep. Google. And she finds out the exact phrasing and explains it, which is really, really handy when the third vampire comes out with his with his fangs all up on Soledad because he's mm-hmm. grabbed her. Of course. And he's about to rip her throat out. And so very, very nonchalantly... She, like, pretends to make a phone call to call Captain Werewolf and get him down there. But she also grabs a glass of water, says the prayer real real quick, turns it into holy water, and then throws it at him. I know. It's so awesome. And I loved it, right? Because her superpower is just being quick thinking and kicking ass. That's right. Right? I loved it. And this is also one of those, like, every little conversation they had right lays the groundwork for all of the yes. things that happen in this final scene like it's also pleasing to me as a reader too right i know i know because it also didn't seem far-fetched or like the bow was too ornate you know what i mean on the presents like when when you tie it yeah, up with a bow it but perfect. it's like cloying yeah. it was awesome 
So then they, okay, so then Captain Werewolf, they do get in touch with her. And she's like, this is a diversion. And he's like, yeah, the vampires are, there's some sort of like thing. There's an exchange going down. I think they might be getting into drugs. And this is where our smart, smart lady is like, no, that has got to be an antidote to garlic. garlic. Right, exactly. We got to stop that shipment, everybody. (laughs) (laughs) And then uh, presumably Captain Werewolf goes off to stop it. Yeah, I love this because she's like, I think I need medical attention. So, <laughs> and they, this is great. They put her under a bunch of drugs, and apparently she's all loose lips, sing ships in the ass oh, while she's man. under whether Soledad has a strap up. <laughs> and then, as she's like coming to, she's like, Oh, yeah, what did I say? Was it crazy? And after the, the doctor leaves, um, Soledad says this to her, and she's like, Oh, yeah. I was wondering if you'd be into that. <laughs> like, it says in the text, like, completely. Right. She's not self-conscious about it at all. Right. And then she's, like, explaining, right? Like, I'd climb on. Would you rather be yeah. on top? Like, what? <laughs> Do we need to go shopping? <laughs> it's so good. She's like, no, oh. these ones are specific. They've got to, like, stay in the harness. So yeah. if you don't have one of those, then, like, we'll just go shopping. I know. Go to Babes in Toyland. No, Toys in Babeland. <laughs> <laughs> we'll go somewhere right yeah oh but then when like i love this when she like wakes up the next time and captain werewolf is there and he hands her two things a comb and hair gel uh, <laughs> and then she's like you know revitalized and herself again right like that's getting right. it yeah she feels like her dapper self again yes absolutely really nice it's yeah, a good friend it is, it is. And I love that too, right? Like the wrap up of like their friendship and kind of like yeah. what happens and, you know, kind of all of the like, uh, like all that business. And then basically, like, really, there's just a little bit, like a little bit left, you know, they, they, it says, I think, um, they like practice. Oh, no, wait. <laughs> she says, can you be a lesbian and still think President Obama is hot? Oh, yeah. And then she goes, I think you could be a disguiser and still think President Obama is hot. Yeah. Like, that's it's not so good. Not a deal breaker at all. Right. Yeah. But it says that because she lives with Satter and Captain Werewolf. Yeah. She's like, it says they got really used to Soledad being around all the time. And yeah. Soledad's dog loves Wolfie because yes. he knows that he's kin. Whoa. <laughs> It's so cute. I know. And then, you know, it's basically like, no sign of Dr. Lethal, right? Like, they're sort of, like, sitting up on the roof. But, I mean, I think the whole ending is like... Oh, I know what the ending is. Yeah. The ending is her scaling a building. That's right. Old style. Cat burglary style. (laughs) And she pops up into the eighth floor window yes and soledad is like oh my god oh my god you're here oh my god and she lets her into what we find out is her office building yeah and she's like i hold on i brought you a thermos and soledad goes is this a mocha latte wait are you bringing me coffee at work i know oh. it's like true romance right oh i loved it's- it wonderful it is it is and that's it like literally that's the end like it is just this perfect little treat yep i would like more i would like more adventures with soledad and right yeah more fanfic 
more fanfic. Give me this fanfic. I want I want connect the dots to do some transformation. Oh yeah, for sure. I definitely think there's like a lot of potential there. What if she was like with with like this uh like a pansexual and so she could go from like Orion to the twins to the Oh yeah, <laughs> sure. Why not? That's a good point, right? She could be literally anybody. Yeah. Mm, I like In- that. Yeah. Oh man, good choice. I really did enjoy this. I think this is just like sometimes I read things and I'm like, this is how romance should make me feel. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Just like so happy at the end of it, right? Uh-huh. Yeah, I'm not gonna lie. There were a couple of times when I was like, Cinnamon Blade, the punny lines. You gotta <laughs> you gotta walk it back a little bit. But Oh yeah, it's so silly. Ate it with a spoon and as a result I did too. Yeah, well, of course, right? Because, uh, hello, uh, Spelling Bee loved it, right? All the goofball Uh stuff. Spelling Bee loved it. (laughs) Well, and I, like I said, I really loved the idea of, you know, the characters from Knit One Girl 2, like, loving these characters too, right? Like, it's, I just love that whole idea that there's this, like, world within a world that's been built. Mm -hmm. And I thought that was... really yummy. It was delicious. Yeah. I hope the HBs like it too. Mm-hmm. Oh, I think they will. <laughs> um, all right. Do you have a lady love? <sighs> Do I have a lady love? Are you going to go a first? self-love recommendation? I can. You go first. Mine is going to be really, really simple. I started doing a something because I'm still making, I'm making my lactation shakes. Oh. Which are, <laughs> they're, they're basically just breakfast shakes. Like there's chia seeds and flax seeds and, yeah. you know, a bunch of yummy stuff in there. But it's predominantly coffee and creamer and spinach. But then I started making coffee concentrate ice cubes oh so that i don't lose any of like the coffee kick it's decaf but still it's a placebo effect whatever you guys um yeah Yeah. coffee kick and then i've also been freezing chunks of banana oh and so it has really really upped my morning shake game and the other day i just wanted iced coffee and so i used some of the coffee concentrate cubes in there too and that was lovely. It did not dilute at all the whole nice. time, but it was still so cold. Yeah. That sounds really nice. Yeah. Hmm. I'm going to like admit something really bad right now. It's yeah. not bad. It's good. So I remember I said it's like summertime for me. Mm-hmm. And I, I'm not really a big drinker, but one of my favorite things to do is drink during the day. I just feel like it's like you're really getting away with something right Uh and so my last day of school was actually Friday and Uh like I was done halfway through the day and a friend of mine and I met like my my best friend Kelly lives here and we had lunch and it was like one o'clock and we like drank but then yesterday another friend of mine and I we were done at like 11 we had something to do at school and we were done at 11 and I was like let's go out and day drink and we only yeah. we like we split a can of wine because we were at a place that was like a burger <laughs> place right but I was so it's not even like a lot of drinking but it was like no. 11 a.m and I've just gotta tell you like I feel like doing something that's like pretty normal at 9 p.m at 11 a.m <laughs> mm-hmm. just makes me feel like I don't know. It's like a delightful feeling for me. I feel like I'm like I like Soledad. I'm a pretty good girl. So maybe like breaking a rule like that feels really like. Yeah, it feels a little bad. It does feel a little bad way. Oh, yeah. And I'm I'm, (laughs) 
the first couple weeks of summer, I'll do it. Like, we'll go out to lunch and I'll be like, I'm going to have a drink at 1230 in the afternoon. <laughs> and then I like stop doing it. So I would just say, like, think about something that you want to do. Like, it's like no big deal to do at night and do it in the day and see how it feels. Whoa. Yeah. I like that. I like that a lot. Live a little a little dangerously but still healthfully yeah right sure i mean it was like i'm like such a lightweight it's not a lot of <laughs> drinking it's like day sipping but still i feel no, like i know yeah well Man. and i well uh, my son is also older now and yeah. so and i live in i live in chicago i like live in the city mm-hmm. and i feel like the other thing is like sitting around at a bar at one o'clock in the afternoon is like because it's nice outside you can be at a patio yeah it's That's delightful. Really nice. It's like yeah. my best life. Yeah, my brother just visited and it was really fun because I started like making an evening cocktail and then we would take the cocktail out into our backyard. Of course, I could only have like three sips because my tolerance sure. is so <laughs> low. Right. That at three sips, I was like, whoa. <laughs> <laughs> right. I'm a little drunk. But yeah, that's yeah. me too, for sure. But yeah. <laughs> yep. That's so lovely. that's it. That's my have a have a drink early in the day. Mm, mm-hmm. But you know you need summer vacation to do that, I guess. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Okay, so where can they find you, Jen Reads Romance? Well, you just told them I'm at I'm on Twitter mostly, Jen Reads Romance. I do have a Instagram, which I like begrudgingly do i'm not very good at it <laughs> and that's jen reads romance like chi like chicago because uh-huh. jennifer reads romance is jennifer porter on twitter like we have like very oh. similar instagram names and then you could listen to our podcast faded yeah. mates and i also if you're looking for romance recommendations i have a website it's jenreadsromance.com which helps you find romance based on themes or tropes excellent yeah it's a really really cool resource well and just in case they don't know faded mates the regular episodes are going through cressley cole's immortals after dark series right but then they have episodes that appeal to everyone those are the interstitials and those are the point those are the point five right Right, exactly yeah so if you don't like the immortals after dark you could listen to the point five episodes and they're like a little different than what you guys do because we'll talk about like a like a theme Mm -hmm. right like road trips and then recommend like a couple romances and like talk about them a little bit not as extensively and by a couple they mean like 13 (laughs) because they have an encyclopedic knowledge of romance it's weird i I, i'm just embracing that now i i have an encyclopedic yeah it's i'm like you do i'm like incredible i'm like soledad like right like sarah's gonna start calling me like goodreads (laughs) yes (laughs) oh yes cool thank you so much for having me this was really really fun my huge huge pleasure i'm so excited we meant to do this um for the maternity series right and like i just couldn't get my shit together so gee i yeah, wonder I'm really why excited we could do yeah <laughs> I, I had a bit of an excuse you you had some other major life events going on in time <laughs> yeah and honestly at that point you were like still like a celebrity so it was hard to be like Oh my gosh. Like, I, how okay. do I, uh, I you're a celebrity too because <laughs> I at KissCom met your fans and 
I have to say, like the HBs are some great fans, and they were the so HBs. excited to to go out with Aaron, and it was like it was really something to see. So I'm pretty sure a bunch of them are going to be at KissCon next year. Oh yeah, and I am really really excited to like see everybody Same. again. It's super fun. So if you're at all interested in. Like, I think KissCon is a great thing to go to if you're at all interested in meeting other romance fans as a reader. Absolutely. As a reader. Yes, definitely. From I, I had such FOMO during that whole weekend. It was rough. Oh, I, I bet. Yeah. Yeah. All right. So keeping a badass <laughs> and love yourself as much as you love driving super safely while also maybe <laughs> masturbating and, and fighting off aliens and killing aliens <laughs> yes just the whole package yes a whole driving package of safety <laughs> all right thank you so much again so fun right, bye bye hey you Yes, listener, you. Are you loving the show? If so, please leave a rating and review in your podcast app. The 90 seconds you take to say something nice not only helps new people find the show, but it makes me super smile over at HBHQ. Also, I've had a few people ask, and the answer is yes. We are still doing the five-star bribe. If you leave us a review with five stars, then we'll do whatever book you want. We're real, real deep into the list, though, so it might be a while. Ah, Lilas! Okay, back to the show.